Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 104, Sing Your Way to Confidence. Got a wonderful show lined up, and I'm so excited to get it to you guys. And first off, if you've been listening for a long time, and and you've just been coming back every week and joining us on The Positivity Effect, it is my honor to be here and to serve you in this way, in this manner, through this show. And if you're new to The Positivity Effect, welcome. For some behind-the-scenes stuff with this week's interview, text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222, and you'll get a text from me asking for your email. Once you're signed up, I send out an email every Sunday, and it's a great way as well to stay connected with me. Today, we're joined by Aaron Anastasi, a Southern Californian with a master's from Princeton Theological Seminary, and he's best known for his powerful online vocal coaching program the superior singing method. Grossing over seven figures a year, Aaron has helped thousands of people find their voice for the first time or reconnect with it. He's also a Los Angeles-based actor and filmmaker, and he's now helping people reconnect with their inner voice through his best-selling book, The Voice of Your Dreams. And he's here today on the podcast to talk about his vocal coaching program, to talk about how he got started with music and how music can be deeply spiritual and, and why it's so important to serve others. We also talk about how singing builds confidence and this idea of having a clarity with your vision. It's so powerful. And he's going to be back on Thursday as well to talk about his book. So help me welcome him now to The Positivity Effect. Hey, what's going on, Aaron? Welcome to The Positivity Effect. Hey, thank you so much, Dr. Tom. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and having a little conversation today. And uh, we want to get in, you know, we want to learn more about who you are and, and your journey. It's it's always just phenomenal to hear the journey. But I'm, I'm struck because we were talking a little bit before, before we got on the call about how I really enjoy singing too. And for me, it's it's a deeply, it's a spiritual experience. I, I, I think of, I don't know who said this quote, but how when you sing, you pray twice. It's it's a hmm. it, whatever is inside your soul, you know, as a human. When you're singing, it's something very powerful, and that's why, as long as we live, there will always be music. So I'm just curious from from your standpoint. I know you know talking about your story, when you got started, and why singing. Why you know why is vocal so important to you, and why you know why was it so important to you? Yeah, gosh, I, I don't think I've I've talked about this much, but th- just that that specific thing. Why is singing so important to me? Like, where does it where does it hit me and like the heartstrings? I I think it goes back to I I grew up I grew up in the church and I grew up in a church that had phenomenal music. It was it was a very progressive church at that time, full band, and I th- which is all that stuff is real common today, but not not necessarily when I was a kid. And there was something that just 
that resonated with me at that time about music in general, but but the idea of the of the voice as as an instrument and the voice as a as a as a way to get your voice heard and known and and be able to affect others in a way that caused them to gosh i'm just as you can see i'm just kind of processing this i haven't thought much about this exact thing but i think what it is for me is i, I love the idea of creating a space for people to mm-hmm. be able to mm-hmm. contemplate to be able to reflect to be able to touch an area in their life where their busy lives don't always allow them to do and there is something very spiritual about it about just singing um to me so i don't know if that answers your question but yeah and, and when i think of you know when you ever, whenever you hear somebody that they said hey you know i i started i picked up an instrument i started playing guitar or i've been playing piano my whole my whole life or i'm singing there's like a point where whoever the person is and they pick up that instrument and they, they, they're the mindset. And I could think for myself is like, Oh, I got to learn the most technical thing I can learn on this. I want to learn how to play Metallica. I want to learn how to play all these insane riffs. And, and then there's like this transformation that starts to happen when the music, when you recognize that it really is something very deep and spiritual inside of that, that almost like less is more. And you get into this, this mindset where it, the beauty is around the the vocals. The beauty is around of almost stripping down the music and making it more more simple. And you know, it's just interesting coming hearing from you for somebody that's just, it's so deeply ingrained in who you are as a person. Uh, and now, the point where you've you've helped millions of people train their own voices, and that's what we're going to talk about. You know, on the Thursday show about how you're training that through through your book as well. But it's just you know, it's interesting to hear from your perspective. Yeah, it's actually really funny what you're saying because you that was basically my path. It I started when I was 13 or 14, I all I wanted was was an electric guitar and all I wanted to do was play Metallica because at the time <laughs> that that was real guitar playing. I want I got the book and all the tablature and it's like oh all these riffs and all that stuff and 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 then my dad a couple of years later, so I had this like really just crappy electric guitar um, and this crappy little amp, which was a friend of mine let me borrow for a while, but then he took it back. And then my birthday, I think it was my 14th birthday, my dad got me an acoustic. I had asked for an electric guitar and he had got me an acoustic guitar. And I was like, what? What am I supposed to do with this? I'm a rock and roller. <laughs> but but it's funny how much that shaped my life and shaped my music and shaped what I did from there on out because I became more... More of it. I, I was in a bunch of bands and did a lot of stuff, but it really became more about singer-songwriter, and it became about great songwriting and great singing and simple guitar playing that accompanied great vocals and great melodies and great lyrics. That That's what became most important to me. It's always interesting as a, a musician when it's that thing that happens in the room where like somebody plays something really well or the note is hit just right or it's a sweet spot and everybody laughs. It's like, it's funny for some reason. I don't know why it happens, but it's like, man, that was really cool. What, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, it just resonates with them with them in a certain way. I love that. Right, right. Thinking, just thinking of my own experience of of also being so passionate about singing, about playing at church. I have to catch my, myself something now. Again, I'm, I don't play out professionally. I've never played in front of very large crowds or. It's 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 a smaller scale for me. So for me, there's definitely been times where I've had to catch myself. Once you start to experience that kind of breakthrough, whether it's with your voice, whether it's with your playing with an instrument, there's like this breakthrough point where you really start to scale up and you start getting, it's like you're 
you're, you're not doing well, you're not doing well, all of a sudden, boom, everything starts going well, your, your, vo- your vocals open up, your voice is hitting these keys you've never hit before, and you, you, in your mind, you're like, this is amazing, I can, I'm going to really impact people, but then what starts to happen, what I notice in my own, and I have to catch myself is, all right, if I'm playing right now at church, and I'm singing this song, and I'm singing it to move to move people in the congregation to to make an impact in their heart to make to, for the music to be something that's going to connect them more deeply with the message today did i do that or am i walking away saying man i, I did that for myself you know i feel better that i sang today and it, it could be this like self-fulfilling thing and not not for the people out in the crowd so i'm wondering just with somebody of your success and you've gotten there like when was that point when you start saying okay i I've done this for myself. I need to turn this around. How do? I, when was that like shift in your mind? That shift came, gosh, two two different ways because I, I I grew up leading worship in my churches, and so there there was a sense early on that the acoustic guitar, and then my youth in my youth group when I was a kid, they write about that time were like, hey, can you play for the youth group? And so I started leading worship through youth group, and then made a you know part of my living playing in churches for a long time after that but during along that time i was also doing my band stuff and playing you know doing tours and and bars and clubs and you know coffee shops and doing that and i and i i i really wanted to i wanted to be a rock star like i have since a kid i wanted to be a rock star there was but then there was a shift in my mind sometime Gosh, I, I I don't know exactly how old I was, but there was a shift in my mind where I thought I want to help other people reach this dream that I've wanted to reach so badly, and I want to help other people be able to do that. There there's there's something inside of me, and probably part of my faith or whatever, maybe just part of getting older, that I realized that it was much more fulfilling to watch other people thrive in the areas that were important to me, or even if they weren't, just watch other people thrive. And that's that was the beginning of the superior singing method, my vocal program that you had mentioned. When I shifted from I want want to be a rock star too. I want to serve humanity and help them reach this deep kind of core, beautiful thing of being able to sing and, and freeing their voice from like people that feel like they can't sing to freeing them up to have this beautiful experience to be able to sing and to, to affect other people. That was a, that was a huge shift. And actually that's the thing that brought me um, I don't want to say fame. I, I'm kind of online. I have a certain amount of like vocal guru fame. Like who cares? <laughs> but but that's when I that's when I became more recognized, well known. Certainly started making more money, and and just was having most importantly the biggest impact in the world was when I decided to serve others rather than serve myself as as a rock star. You know, wanting to be a rock star or whatever. Tony Robbins talks about that a lot, where there's like these these needs that we all have, and like some of those higher needs. Once you you find that path in your life that reaches it when you get to it is that that contribution, so that's that's so powerful to to, to hear about that and and we're always talking about that on this show. Everybody's looking for ways to to pay it forward in their life. They're looking for ways to create that ripple effect of positivity. And I always try to explain to them, it's the show. Yes, it's called the positivity effect, but it's not about just smiling and being super happy you know through all the difficult times in your life it's just about raising that awareness level that you have you in you you have that opportunity to make that change and especially if you're going through something difficult in your life or you've you've just whether it's difficult or you've had some sort of success in your life that there's somebody else out there that needs to hear your story they need to know 
what you went through. There's somebody that would listen to it and we, and we can all be that, that lighthouse. And it's just, like you said, it, there's, you have that following online, but that's just, it's a probably incredible for you just to hear people that reach out to you and say, you know, Aaron, you have given me the, I've, I've been wanting to sing my whole life. I, you've given me this ability or I, I sang a song and it, it, it just hearing my own voice in that way for the first time. Yeah. I, when people ask me like, what are your, you know, creating this program, what has been the most fulfilling or just in all your business endeavors or any measurable successes that you've had. And, and I, I would think at first it would be, Oh, well, passive income waking up in the morning and being like, Oh wow. I can't believe that, you know, (laughs) and, and and that is great. Just checks while you're sleeping. Yeah, I, I'm not sad about that at all. But I find what to be the most fulfilling is exactly what you're talking about. I get I get emails constantly from people literally all over the world. I mean, in the same day, it could be from like Nepal and Iraq and Los Angeles and Iowa and, you know, it's just India all over the place that people are are reaching their dreams and they're they're shocked at how much how much their voices progress. And it's just like it, that that make gets me giddy inside. Like this is having an effect all over the world and helping people reach their dreams. Hope and even if it's not just a dream, just reach this this certain amount of freedom to be able to connect with their voice and to be able to to sing and and have that experience. And I'm sure there's there's even like secondary benefits to when you when you create this thing and you're helping so many people and and this is for everybody listening, almost like a a. A lesson about networking too is that I'm sure it op- opens so many doors for you. Even though you're you were at such a high point of success already, here you are contributing. You're giving, like you said, I, I had to shift in my mind where I wanted to help other people, and you, it reached so many people. There's so many people that are using this program, and it's eventually too that just like this energy that you put out through this program, it comes back to you and. Uh, which I'm sure, you know, th- that you would say that there's just people that have contacted you and just things that doors that open up and it's, it's all just when you, when you put out what's, what you are meant to do and what you're meant to, you know, create in this world and share it with people, it's, it's really powerful how it can come back to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do coaching. That's part of one thing I do, not just vocal coaching, but kind of life coach, success coach kind of thing. And, and one of the things I talk to my clients a lot is I find that they, that many people, I would venture to say most people that, that I meet are kind of living in the question, what can I get? And that if we could shift that question to how can I contribute that so many things open up for other people, but then it, even if you're not trying to, it just comes back to you and you end up getting the things and even more than you wanted by just living in a different question. How can I, how can I be a contribution to other people? And yeah, it's, it's incredible. That's very profound what you just said. I hope you guys listen to that. If not, rewind how you just said how so many of us are in this mentality of what can I get? And you can, apply that to any aspect of your life. You can apply that to the relationship that you're in right now. You can apply that to a business relationship. You can apply it to when you meet a stranger, when you're uh, when you're at the checkout at the store and you're giving money and somebody else is working and getting helping you get these groceries that you you know years ago people had to grow outside. So when you think of how you can serve and how you can, yeah, that's powerful, man. Yeah, and it it's it was just really 
convicting to me personally because I I did find that in a lot of ways I did anywhere I'd be or anything I was doing it's like what am I getting out of this what am I getting out of this what am I getting out of this and I just I found that that just one shift of question of how can I contribute it it made me less concerned about what I was getting it made me more focused on other people it made me happier and then I ended up often getting the things that I wanted it's it's a it's always, that's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad about getting yep. the things I want either. Absolutely. That's cool too. But That's always a good bonus, yep. <laughs> Aaron, did you ever in your wildest dreams like think that you would be able to leverage the internet in that way and to reach the amount of people that you've reached around the around not even I was about to say country around the world. No. Really no. And especially because the internet to me seems like it's such this like massive thing and how could anybody break in there's so many people doing so many things you know i had all my own negative voices um surrounding that so i i hoped i had visions i you know visions of what i wanted to do and goals and declarations and commitments all that stuff but did i i am i still surprised that it happened yes very very much so (laughs) (laughs) and it's you know just reading one of the statistics from about your youtube channel that over 130,000 subscribers. It's just wrapping your head around that. It's that's a hundred. It's just incredible. 130,000 people that are saying, "Man, they're putting their hands up. They're saying, I, I need help. I want to improve my voice." And and by improving their voice, it's it's giving you're giving those 130,000 people not just increasing their vocal ability, but I I know in my own life just from learning how to sing better, it's given me confidence. It's given me the ability to 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 reach out to people in a more deeper way so it's it, it goes deeper than just actual singing you know than just singing a melody yeah yeah i think i think singing and and freeing your voice in that way it it makes you a more centered and more grounded type of person that that's I, that's just what i believe just like like meditation i think singing can be meditation and that 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 grounding that happens when we sit in a room alone there's a similar thing that happens when we when we sing Yes, yes, it's all through the voice, so powerful. Aaron, have you so thinking of also your history with Princeton, with everything that you've studied, how have you applied that that stuff to to your vocal ability, to your your mindset and you know and also to the the programs that you put out? Yeah, I I I love I love human behavior. I love psychology and philosophy and uh and and theology as well. I've I've always loved the humanities in that way. I how have I done that into my businesses? I think, I think the best way that I could say it is, is that it helps me connect with people. So, but part of the one thing that people have said with, uh, with my videos is like when I watch your videos, it's just like you have very trusting eyes, and I just like I, I just believe you, and I and I want I want to be a part of what you're doing, and then when I do it, things actually change. So, I wonder. This is just my own speculation. I wonder if all that training and that desire to really understand human behavior and human nature to be able to connect with people. I wonder if that went into it. Now, having said that, um, and I know we'll talk about this um, later, but that had a lot to do with my my the coaching that I do now and the book that I wrote. All of that kind of poured more into, into that than, say, just vocal lessons. Where, where did that that energy come from to, to pers- just to understand human, you know, that kind of looking for that? Was it just through people that you were connecting with? Uh, or just kind of just it was an interest that you had. Well, when I 
So I was I was pretty terrible in high school as far as like grades went. I, I I was really more concerned about like surfing and playing music, and so I didn't do that well in high school. So I didn't discover any real interest in high school. But then I took five years off between high school and college, and during that time, I read I read a couple of books. Actually, one of them was a Tony Robbins book um, when I was about eighteen, awesome. and then I read another book. Go, uh, you read another book called The Road Less Traveled by by Scott Peck. And I think it was those, those two things, especially The Road Less Traveled, that really piqued my interest into this. And so when I went to college five years later, I really excelled in college because now I was like, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I was interested. In. I just kind of dove headfirst in that. And that's what, and I grew up in a poor family. So to end up going to Princeton is like most of my, like my mom, my mom and my dad neither one of them went to college and only one of them even graduated high school. So that's kind of the legacy of my family. So, um, and then we never really had a lot of money. So it was all just this, this passionate pursuit of human nature and theology and philosophy that, that just kind of birthed inside of me. That was like an insatiable desire. And it's interesting. I was kind of the same way. I, it was like more of a, I had to have more of a transition. I was talking to an individual not too long ago, and, and it was interesting to hear from his perspective. He he just had it in him innately, and it's 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 like I think there's that there's that tool schools of people where sometimes it just takes time. You have to to give yourself some grace, and then all of a sudden enough ex- life experience, and you realize okay, I need to. I th- you get this awareness. You, you have you raise this awareness about what you want in life and your goals and your dreams, and it's man, you've been running on all cylinders, I guess, since high school. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think part of that is even what you were getting at there is what once we get clarity, because this clarity of vision is the path to fulfillment of our deepest desires and of our dreams. And having no vision and also having no vision is a path. It's not just an isolated choice. It literally is a path that we follow and follow and follow. And when we don't have a vision or if our vision is not to be clear about our vision, that leads to a more reactive rather than a proactive life. And instead of creating our life on a daily basis of this is really what I'm going after, this is what I'm committed to, uh, I find a lot of my clients and the way I live my life for a long time too is just reacting to emails, reacting to texts, reacting to people's requests. And our, and we... Um, um, we, we even people of faith, I find that they fall in this trap a lot because they think, oh well, if I'm pleasing people, that's serving them. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I think that pleasing and serving are are not just not the same thing. I think they're exact opposites. When we're pleasing, seeking to please other people, it doesn't serve them. And when we serve people, oftentimes it's not pleasing to them. And so, getting that distinction, I think, is really important for people of faith as well. And sometimes the best way that we can help people is is helping ourselves first i guess it's because then you could show up that's what i think i think when we when we invest in ourselves toward then we actually we fill up our cup and then it, it overflows onto people then we're serving them in a more intentional and a more powerful way we're investing in in a, having a bigger impact in the world rather than just little tiny impacts here and there where we're pleasing people um yeah so true Aaron, thank you so much for coming on today. This this is just a special treat for me too because I, I look up to you in so, so many ways. Somebody that's that's sharing their talents and helping other people find their voice in terms of singing. And we're going to talk about on Thursday finding your real voice, your inner voice, which is so powerful. So guys, please check out what Aaron is doing over at superiorsingingmethods.com. And Thursday, we're going to be talking about your book, Aaron, The Voice of Your Dreams. And guys, check that out at The Voice of Your Dreams. 
www.thinkingdigital.com. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Take care.